Welcome along to Scoreline Extra. It's been an absolutely mental weekend of sport here at KCLR. Of course, we had the World Cup final to contend with. Argentina managing to defeat France on penalties. Lino Messi getting two goals en route to those penalties. And maybe, is the penalty scored a hat-trick? No? Okay, okay, that's fine. Anyway, today on Scoreline Extra, we won't have much post-match from the World Cup because Mbappe wouldn't speak to us, but we will have reaction from Pat Hoban after Shamrock's clash with Bally Gunner. James Stevens, they're still proud of reaching Crow Park despite their loss. We'll hear from manager John Scott and more after their loss to Clonduff. We'll hear from the new Kilkenny GA chairperson and more audio from the Kilkenny GA AGM. Kilkenny handball PRO Martin Lawler joins us to give us a rundown on what's happened and locally. Returning from the European Championship is a cause for celebration and that's certainly what Kilkenny City Harriers did during the week. Our own head of sport Ken Maguire caught up with some of the athletes competing at that European Championship. Kilkenny City Vocational School celebrated not one but two All-Ireland wins. We'll talk to former Scottish Volleyball International Debbie O'Connor about that and James Crew from Pope McGall once again joined us this time in the flesh. But was his World Cup prediction wrong? We're going to start off though with Pat Hoban who's seen his Ballyhill Shamrock Avenger defeat to Ballygunner. Pat, you're a busy man, but you don't really mind when you win. That was a cracker. Great for the Shamrocks. Inter 50 year to be back in the final. And just said to Michael at the end, from the day you took up the job, the pressure's on. It's Ballyhell Shamrocks. People expect results. You've got them. Yeah, no, fantastic years. You said it is 50 year. You don't buy into those things too much, but it does mean a lot to the club. You know, they put... You know, I think possibly um, some commentaries might, might have been a little bit harsh on the lads. I think they deserve the respect. They've won five in a row, never done. They won four Leinster titles in a row, never done. They're now back in another All-Ireland challenge and to push on for nine All-Irelands. I think they deserve huge credit. Sum up that game for us uh, as the banished door on the sideline. As spectators and commentators, we saw it. We thought it was a highly entertaining first half, but you really, really got going in the second half. Work rate, unbelievable, but some brilliant performances, but a great team performance in particular. Yeah, again, as I said last day, you know, we, people said we fell asleep in the second half. I think that was disrespectful to uh, to the Croaks. They really came at us. We were very, very conscious today that we need that, that type of drop in performance wouldn't be good enough. I think today we just showed the quality of the players, the character, their ability to, to bring tactics into the game, their ability to just show an absolute hunger. So I think they deserve huge praise. But we've won nothing today. Absolutely nothing. Today was about getting to an All-Ireland. That's what we achieved. You got some great goal scoring chances. Stephen O'Keefe was unbelievable for them in goal. Uh, you created lots of goal scoring chances. For a time, people felt your look might be in TJ uncharacteristically. Didn't put away the first penalty, but again, credit to the goalkeeper. But by God, he put away the second one. He finished with one eight, I think. So, you know, you really took it out, but you did create a lot of good chances. You have to take a good positive from all of that. Yeah, and that would have been one of the messages at half time, as I said, where, you know, we did create two, two very good goal scoring chances. So they were on. We told the guys to keep pushing on, pushing on. And that goal, the penalty, the way it came, that proved vital. It went from one to four and we sort of held on from there Don't lie in the final no path they were entertaining here in the, in the first half but Shamrocks of course will be the favourites with the pedigree to have the greatest club team of all time you can look forward to it it's early January so the break is not really long but you can enjoy Christmas No we'll absolutely enjoy Christmas and fair play to Don Lie for getting there um, you know Shamrocks are used to being favourites to be fair unusually today I think we were, we were, we were out dog, out, outsiders by, by a lot of commentators so look we'll sit back we'll enjoy the next week or so and then we'll get our act together for uh, the All-Ireland final and Just before I do let you go a word on the two lads because you lost two first 50 
15 players in the opening 13 minutes, which was a bit of a blow. I know the strength and depth is good with the Shamrocks bench, but you don't like losing two players. Nobody likes losing two players, and it is it is a stress. Again, there was some commentary after the last day that we didn't put on any subs. You know, when we needed guys today, they came in, they did an absolute job, and they stood up and and and, and did uh, and were counted. As I said, Pat, you'll enjoy the Christmas. Well done. That was a great performance, and I'm sure everyone in Knockmile and Knockthofer and Ballyhale are very happy tonight. But as the banished door, you're a happy man. Yeah, no, look, we, and, and it's not just me. I mean, the backroom team are fantastic. James, Niall, Sean, Siobhan, all the lads, uh, John, the physio, does unbelievable work. So, you know, we're a small outfit. I don't think we had the 21 people at Ballygunner on the line, but we have 15 great men on the field. Well, you have, you have the best pair in the country. I have said that. I tell Siobhan I said that as well. But listen, thanks a million. Delighted to see you again today in a great, happy time, and we look forward to the final. Thanks a million. Thanks very much. Thanks a million. Good man, Pat. Well done. Good man. For a quarter of a few no, 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 no. <laughs> Hannah Scott, commiserations, you look dejected, not a nice place to be in Crow Park after losing an All-Ireland final, but you can be so proud of your achievements, I mean even to get here was fantastic, but give us your override emotion at the minute. Uh, we're a little bit heartbroken now to Martin, to be honest, uh, we put in a lot, a lot of work this year between all the management and the players, the girls put in some shift this year, so uh, we're a bit defeated now today, but look we have to be proud of ourselves to get in here. Um, and we played a great game. I suppose we didn't. It didn't go all our way. Like we didn't have a some bits of play weren't the best. But look, um, we have to be proud of ourselves of what we did today and how, how far we came. Were you a bit nervous at the start? Because as we said previous, a lot of the girls would never have played here in Crow Park before, and it is a daunting place when you step out onto that field first. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Um, Look, Camogie's on the back foot a bit to Hurling and there's a few girls there haven't even set foot in Nolan Park so playing in Crow Park was a different ball game altogether and there's such young girls there like we have Emily Smith coming up Hannah Larkin, Philly's daughter there hasn't even played in Nolan Park so there's there's definitely some young girls there who had the nerves but you know what, they kept cool, they kept calm and they, did, they played well, they did themselves proud so yeah, that's all I have to say to them <laughs> It's hard to believe that it's only your third defeat in four years and one of those defeats is in an All-Ireland club final but just to get here with all of your teammates I mean, let's be fair it has been a good year for the club and yourself so far I mean, you won the, the county championships you won Leinster at your first attempt as well so, you know, even to get to an All-Ireland final was a real bonus this year Absolutely, we're, we were delighted we, it was probably, we didn't re- even believe we were here today last week when we were told we were playing at Crow Park it was, uh, we didn't believe it and it was just such an achievement for the club and we're all, do you know what we're all just so proud of ourselves for getting this far and uh, winning the county final was one step and then to, on, on to Leinster again and even this, just to get here today is absolutely unbelievable so yeah, we're very proud of ourselves We said it to your dad there earlier on as well you're such a young bunch of girls you're now going up into senior like it's hard to believe that's your last game is intermediate like for uh, hopefully what will be a long time for yourselves but I mean going forward into even senior next year with such a young team the possibilities is endless for you absolutely we're going strength to strength and it's great to see young girls coming up stepping up to the mark um, there's great girls there they're a great bunch so I'm delighted to be a part of them and we're just doing we're going from strength to strength so it's great to be there and we had a great game today but sure look it just didn't go our way but We'll be there next year, hopefully. <laughs> Look, I know it's not easy to come out and yap to the media, especially when you lose an All-Ireland final, but thank you so much for doing it. And well done on getting here. You played very, very well. You can be very proud of yourselves. No doubt that you are and the rest of your teammates as well. So I'll let you go rejoin the rest of the girls. Thanks a million, Martin. Brian Lahey, it's disappointment for yourself and the club, but... I mean, as chairman of a group of players that's got to an All-Ireland Intermediate Club Final at their first attempt, 
it really is amazing it's absolutely amazing Martin obviously we're disappointed but the better team won we can't argue with that we gave it everything to say we kept them within three points is testament to the girls and their spirit because they were by far the better team stronger team very athletic but we kept fighting 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 and we were there to the end you know a lucky goal we could have been back in it so we gave it everything we're so so proud of the girls we were talking earlier on as well and we did say it it was like women coming up again small girls the physicality of the Clondorf women they have the experience they've been here before but James Stephen certainly didn't disgrace yourselves and as he said running the the champions of intermediate level now within the county to two to three points and as you say if that goal from Sophie had to barely go the other side of the post things might have been a bit different but uh, look no complaints Clondorf were just a better team today. exactly we're, we'd be kind of be clutching at straws to say we might get back <laughs> in there but we always believed and we, we say, can always clutch can't we exactly and say maybe an old poxy goal or something go in might keep us in it but no we've no complaints we, we couldn't break the tackle they were physically stronger than us we all they had their game plan was done to perfection our Neve Dealy, Michelle, Emma when they got the ball there were two and to be honest they looked like they wanted it a bit more they're into every tackle there was two or three Monas. their game plan worked very well I think nerves got to a lot of our girls the game passed by a lot of our younger girls because their first time you know Molly Burke there Emily Smith they only came into the team the last couple of weeks so you know they learn from experience and hopefully they can go on and be senior next year our start of the aim of the year at, at the aim at the start of the year was winner to immediate and get senior we've done it this was all just an added bonus and it was a great trip to be on I'm so proud of the girls yeah John was saying it earlier on it's hard to believe like that this is your last game at intermediate but the season I suppose has been so long I mean we are at the 17th of December we're here in a freezing cold Crow Park at the minute and what might have been wasn't to be but it has been a fantastic year for yourselves and the club unbelievable it shortens the winter as they say we give them two weeks off we start back <laughs> training then for senior next year but uh, no it's great and you know it's Christmas now next week and we still have a minor final to play which will be on early in the new year I'm sure so don't talk to me about them fixtures <laughs> now yet <laughs> so there's, there's still some hurling to play but look we'll go back to the club we'll have a good night tonight and probably tomorrow and the girls will rest but so so proud of the girls they gave it everything I know they're disappointed but you know they gave it everything all year and we went to the well a few times and we're lucky got over a couple of matches but that's their spirit sport to sport you have disappointment you have highs you have lows we can hear the Clando players inside next to us and they're all elated your girls are dejected in there but I mean there's no disgrace in the way that she performs today they're a very young team we said that to John earlier as well like the possibilities with this team in a couple of years time even God only knows he could be contesting the senior final here shortly yeah well you'd hope it's like anything in a club you're hoping to build I've been with a lot of those girls since they started under 6 and under 7s and bringing them up the way you're hoping we need more coming through because the other side you'll have one or two work might come into play they might move away you just don't know what can happen so you have to keep feeding the team and we hope we've underage teams and like every team if you can get a couple off every team it makes your panel stronger and competition as well for places like the last couple of years we had a standard 15 but this year we had a few more girls to bring on and just make the panel stronger and that's what it's all about keeping the girls playing and getting them up and you know hopefully feed a junior team so we have two teams in the club and we should have just keep playing the game yeah, well, that's very important and well said as well. Look, from our point of view on Casey Lauren with Scoreline as well, and especially on Come On Kind with the podcast, you've always been so good with your time. And anytime we ever asked you to come on or do interviews or make some of the girls available to us, you always have done. Wasn't to be today, Brian, but look, you've given us a great year. We're still going up onto Christmas week, so 
Uh, commiserations today. Well done on getting here and we look forward to what might be in 2023. Thanks, Martin, and thanks to everyone for all their support throughout the year. It's been great. As I said, we had the banter with Come On Kind and listening back and getting slagged off when we're on it or we said something wrong. So it made our year and it brought a bit of lighthearted to the dressing room as well to keep us going in the winter. By the way, for John, the underdog, t- or the underdog tag didn't work today. Not this time, not this time, Martin. <laughs> thanks a million. Well done, Brian. John Scott, disappointing. It wasn't to be. Uh, three points to fees to Clonduff. Let's be fair, they probably are a very good Clonduff team as well, but disappointing nonetheless to lose an All Ireland final. Ah, oh, yeah, look, it's very disappointing to lose the All Ireland final. Um, and, but in fairness, Clonduff had were a better team on the day. Um, just look, things didn't go right for us. Even within, within the last, we were still in the game, there was five minutes to go. Uh, we were down to two points. Um, and even that's without hurling well, like. So, look, it, in fairness, I know, look, it's just hard to take it at the moment, but look, um, I still think that we did, uh, we gave them a fair old game. I think it was a good game with Camogie, but I do think now Clondoff are right now that they're probably the best team on the day. Is it fair to say that their work rate was far superior to your own girls that was in it? I mean, they didn't give you much chance on the ball at all. Any time one year players got it, there was four and five girls, and I don't know, the, the James Stevens girls just didn't seem to have any answer for us. Just, just the the strength and depth I suppose that Clon Duff had yeah look every, and the chasing packs every time the ball broke we were just talking about it there myself and Philly Larkin there was one time there right at the very end even when Emma Gaffney got the ball there was four of them around her within seconds like you know and that's what it takes to win the All-Irons and as I keep on saying to the girls it was those little things that make the difference and uh, look it seemed to come out on top for them this today the goal certainly helped you just before half time as well and going in I think it was level or one point in it at half time you were really in it up to that but only four points in the, the second half as well you're probably not too happy with that no look I think uh, I think they had as well marshalled as well up in the forwards uh, we couldn't find the, we just couldn't find any space at all we were moving the forwards in out back left right but we just couldn't seem to get any space at all to get even to free up Neve Dealy, like especially some of our county players, trying to get them on the ball more. But look, I think they had as well marshalled, they had as well cornered where they knew who, who to put on who. And uh, look, in fairness, they did, their, they did their homework. Only two scores in the forward line, scoring in the whole game as well. Disappointing. Ah, yeah, look, disappointing. You need your forwards. You need your forwards clicking. Like um, when things are going well for you, things are always going well. But when things are down, that's when you need people to dig deep and come out on top. But look, look, today it just didn't happen for us. But look, fair play to Clondoff. They, they deserve what they got. Like I think they played fierce well. You had a chance up near the end, and we don't like singling anyone out either. But you had a free on the 20 metre line, and the referee overturned it after a little bit of afters between Sophie and someone else as well. Not saying it might have helped your cause or you might have scored anything from it, but it was certainly a turning point. It was a turning point a little bit, all right now, yeah. yeah. I actually, believe it or not, I was actually at the time I was talking around to someone because I thought we had the free. And when I turned around and I see him throwing in the ball, I was actually asking the linesman what was after happening. Uh, I didn't realise that Sophie was after she pushed one of them back or something and she looked, wants to retaliate, that's it. Small margins, John, you know, to, to, as you said, you were right into it. I thought that maybe you might have done the same to Clondoff what they had done to go to here a couple of years ago, but just wasn't to be. The, they're an experienced team. They just ground out the win in the yeah, end. Yeah, they grounded out the win, look, and, and they put in a savage effort even last year, last week for the semi-final. And look, they, they, they deserve it today, definitely, on their, on their performance. Even though, just even before that, we got that free. 
there was a ball that came back, remember if you remember that it was like a carbon copy of the goal in the All Ireland and so if you pulled on and just just clipped out your man actually said it clipped the bottom of the the um, the, the upright, upright like so that, that's how close and there's small margins yeah small margins either way and it could have been different but though, let's not take away from it it has been a terrific year for yourselves your county champions it's only your third loss in four seasons of championship and one of them losses is an All-Ireland final I mean you have to be so proud of the team oh look I am immensely proud of this girls and I even said it we had a meeting last night and I just said that I could never be so proud no matter what the result was today it was such a bonus to get to where we are to get that team like they were junior three years ago and to come from junior intermediate and straight up into the All-Ireland final in the intermediate I just it's a phenomenal what they're after doing like. and believe it or not I even just I haven't actually said it to them yet but one of me as you always say I'm great for me with stats but that was their last intermediate game this time next year we'll be senior you're dead right there and to be fair you have such a young team as well God only knows the possibility of where they could go John oh yeah look that's it um, and, and I think that was a big issue today I thought it was like a lot of the time it was girls against women like when went into the tackle you could see that they were like you know being physically strong to get past they couldn't get past like you know and look and that's that will come I think with our girls in time like we, I think we finished today with uh, a, a good few there was a few I think it was two 16 year olds and even then there was 17 year olds and 18 year olds playing so look I think the future is bright for James Stevens come all at the moment anyway well, look, you've always been gracious, whether it's in defeat or whether you win games with your time with us. We certainly appreciate it. Commiserations today. It's great to get to an All-Ireland final. You want to win them. It wasn't to be. Clandoff were the better team on the day. But uh, well done and a fantastic year. And we'll see you in senior next year. Thanks very much, Martin. And you will do. <laughs> Jimmy Walsh, now outgoing chair of Kilkenny County Board. Bit of an emotional night for you in the end. It's it's been uh, it's been quite the, the term for you at the top of the table. It's been um, a brilliant occasion. I really enjoyed being there for as chairperson. The sector before that, I think I'm involved since the early nineties with uh, boards in Kilkenny. So um, I've seen a lot of it. An awful lot of work to be done. An awful lot of work still to be done. Uh, I think the board is in a good position. Our team's in a good position, and um, we, we'll drive on from here. Particularly for for you in your in your term as chair, you've come through an awful lot. We've had COVID come and kind of go. We've seen Kilkenny return to an All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship final this year. We've had great success this year at, at underage level as well and developments locally. Highlights even for you in in your term as chair over the past couple of years. What stands out for you? Oh, that's an awful big question. Uh, I suppose there's highlights every day once you're up and running and you're involved in the activities. Um, yeah, I suppose the, all our county teams are going well. Uh, this year in particular, um, the under-20 win was probably the biggest highlight of the year to me because um, Galway had beaten us a number of times at minor and under-20 and uh, it was becoming a bit of a burden. So uh, I think that was a great achievement. I think going back to, the, to uh, having... Um, training sessions or um, trials for our players that rejuvenates the place as well um, this new coaching games committee uh, is very positive I know COVID was there it probably stalled some things along the way but um, such a life we had a split season um, for clubs that was um, something big to something new it was different again to last year so um, like everyone in the county board we're all part of one team everyone knuckles in and, and um, it's, it's been an exceptional run yeah. will you miss it? 
Oh, sure. As I said a few minutes ago, uh, I'm going to go home in the morning and there's no WhatsApp groups and there's no GA emails since uh, GA emails that came out in Crow Park. Of course I miss it. But I've been a volunteer since um, all my life, since I was going to secondary school. I've uh, been involved in the clubs. I've been involved in sports clubs in Dublin. I've been involved in of my own club, county board, Leinster. Um, I was on Dark Corla for a while, so of course you miss it. You miss meeting all the people, and I suppose that was one thing COVID brought you. You, you know, some of the people are the opposition, uh, the, the people you mightn't, um, people you mightn't talk to, but uh, you work with them all, and there's a great camaraderie across all the counties. Like if we were stuck, we might here in Kilkenny, we might ring Tipperary for a bit of advice or Cork, or they do the same thing. So it's all one big family. Um, on match days, it's different, but um, <laughs> it's um, it's brilliant, yeah. Different take for you, maybe going to going to games and and you know continuing on, but in in more of a fans capacity, or will you still keep your hand in 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 some element? Oh yeah, sure. I, I think um, the county board is made up of all the clubs in Kilkenny, and um, the clubs are county board. I was looking for five volunteers from each club. I was looking for them, so I don't think things are going to change. Volunteers and us <laughs> plentiful every Sunday for every match in Northern Park, so. I'll be, I expect to be involved. I won't be getting um, actively involved. I will sit in, um, I'm on the county board and the management committee for one year as the ex-chairperson. So I will sit back um, at the back of the room and if I'm asked for an update or a bit of advice, that's okay. But um, we have a new team in now and uh, they have a blank sheet and um, yeah, way to go. And it's all about Kilkenny. It's not about this chairman or the chairman before him or the, the next chairman. It's all about the team. So. Seamus Reid, uh, incoming secretary for Kilkenny County Board. First off, congratulations on the gig. As you may have suggested, you're, you're following in the line of a lot of great county secretaries. Yeah, absolutely, Ken. Like, it's when, uh, it's when you look back on the names on the board in Nolan Park, like, even the last couple of years, like Connor, uh, Jimmy Welch, Ned Quinn, and going back to Paddy Grace, who will be obviously well known to you. Uh, huge, huge uh, footsteps to fill, you know, but I'm looking forward to the, the challenge. Well, you've, you've certainly been around the block. I know we've dealt with you previously in the role of PRO. You've been on the IT side of things, events controller. You're bringing massive experience to the role as secretary. What, what's your vision for the next couple of years? How do you see it going? Yeah, I think the big, the big challenge at the moment is that there is a huge amount of pressure on clubs uh, in the amount of work that they have to do. The whole governance piece at the moment is huge. You know, people, most people join their club to get involved with hurling or training youngsters. They didn't sign up for safeguarding and filling out forms and filling out health and safety statements and all of that. So it's to help clubs, help club officers cope with that demand at the moment and to try and encourage people to get involved. Like There are probably loads of people out there with administrative skills that may not readily volunteer but if they're asked they may, they may well come in and they can provide invaluable service to clubs so that's one area obviously the, the games the number of games they have uh, to play the whole inter-county scene at the moment is huge split season uh, just looked at the inter-county uh, timetable over the next couple of months I don't think there's maybe two weekends free between now and the end of July we have uh, to see one example for example of I think the under 20 semi-finals in Leinster on the same night as the minor final you know it's all very condensed and non-stop now but look it's great 
there's one point that, that came out and we might talk to Barry about it again there seemed to be a, a, a bit of a, an appeal or a renewed appeal for local businesses maybe to get behind the, the county board and, and yep. supporting the games what do you think could be done there? Yeah definitely the scenario that we need to look at uh, I think you probably heard there from the meeting that most other counties take all the gate receipts from all their matches Kilkenny mm. don't not only we only take the, the, the semi-finals and finals uh, and not only that the clubs benefit from all the other games directly and we're going to continue with that that's 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 uh, the way we've always operated so there is you know our if you look at our accounts and that we're doing nicely it's modest there are no borrowings of Kilkenny GA at the moment but that, that trend where I think Barry looked at the last pre-COVID accounts we, we're, we're down by half so if that trend continues obviously that's a big challenge for us so there are probably people out there who would be delighted to support us and we need to identify them uh, and last one for you you had a bit of good news for the room as well on the ticketing front heading into the start of the National Hurling League yep. those tickets that have have been kind of exclusive to the online only crowd are going to be available a little bit more locally they, they are yeah they, 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 any tickets for the inter-county matches now it won't they probably won't cover the Welsh Cup matches where, which are coming up in, in January but certainly our first home match here in the National League is one to whet the appetite against Tipperary on the 12th of February and all those tickets will be available both students pensioners and full price tickets will be available from the supermarkets so that that removes this major headache we have of uh, elderly people who are not online or not tech savvy being able to go and purchase their, their tickets with either a card or cash and it, quite a few of those uh, centres are around Kilkenny City as well between Lockboy and uh, John's, and, uh, John's Green Centre so no excuse really uh, but we need to look at the other games as well and see how we can accommodate the elderly people who are our supporters and our life and blood Jimmy Walsh, now outgoing chair of Kilkenny County Board. Bit of an emotional night for you in the end. It's it's been uh, it's been quite the, the turn for you at the top of the table. It's been um, a brilliant occasion. I really enjoyed being there for as chairperson. Sector before that, I think I'm involved since the early nineties with uh, boards in Kilkenny. So um, I've seen a lot of it. An awful lot of work to be done. An awful lot of work still to be done. Uh, I think the board is in a good position. Our team's in a good position, and um, we, we'll drive on from here. Particularly for for you in your in your term as chair, you've come through an awful lot. We've had COVID come and kind of go. We've seen Kilkenny return to an All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship final this year. We've had great success this year at, at underage level as well and developments locally. Highlights even for you in in your term as chair over the past couple of years. What stands out for you? Oh, that's an awful big question. Uh, I suppose there's highlights every day once you're up and running and you're involved in the activities. Um, yeah, I suppose the, all our county teams going well. Uh, this year in particular, um, the under-20 win was probably the biggest highlight of the year to me because um, Galway had beaten us a number of times at minor and under-20 and uh, it was becoming a bit of a burden. So uh, I think that was a great achievement. I think going back to, the, to uh, having... Um, training sessions or um, trials for our players that rejuvenates the place as well um, this new coaching games committee uh, is very positive I know COVID was there it probably stalled some things along the way but um, such a life we had a split season um, for clubs that was um, something big to something new it was different again to last year so um, like everyone in the county board we're all part of one team everyone knuckles in and, and uh, it's, it's been an exceptional run yeah 
will you miss it? Oh, sure. As I said a few minutes ago, uh, I'm going to go home in the morning and there's no WhatsApp groups and there's no GA emails since uh, GA emails that came out in Crow Park. Of course I miss it. But I've been a volunteer since um, all my life, since I was going to secondary school. I've uh, been involved in the clubs. I've been involved in sports clubs in Dublin. I've been involved in of my own club, County Board, Leinster. Um, I was on Dark Cola for a while, so of course you miss it. You miss meeting all the people, and I suppose that was one thing COVID brought you. You, you know, some of the people are the opposition, uh, the, the people you might and um, people you might and talk to, but uh, you work with them all, and there's a great camaraderie across all the counties. Like if we were stuck, we might here in Kilkenny, we might ring Tipperary for business advice or Cork, or they do the same thing. So it's all one big family. Um, on match days, it's different, but um, <laughs> it's. Um, that's brilliant, yeah. Different take for you, maybe going to going to games and and you know continuing on, but in in more of a fans capacity, or will you still keep your hand in 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 some element? Oh yeah, sure. I, I think um, the county board is made up of all the clubs in Kilkenny, and um, the clubs are county board. I was looking for five volunteers from each club. I was looking for them, so I don't think things are going to change. Volunteers and us <laughs> plentiful every Sunday for every match in Northern Park, so I'll be. I expect to be involved. I won't be getting um, actively involved. I will sit in, um, I'm on the county board and the management committee for one year as the ex-chairperson. So I will sit back um, at the back of the room and if I'm asked for an update or a bit of advice, that's okay. But um, we have a new team in now and uh, they have a blank sheet and um, yeah, the way they go and it's all about for Kenny. It's not about this chairman or the chairman before him or the, or the next chairman. It's all about the team. So. Welcome back to Scoreline with myself, Shane O'Keefe and Robbie Dowlin. Now, I'm delighted to be changing attention to a bit of handball. We were speaking to Paddy Zelani of Frank Minogue last week, last Sunday to be in fact, about the new minor league finals that were happening in O'Loughlin's last week. And as we were talking to them, they mentioned some great news about some people going stateside for Christmas. Joining me now on the line is Kilkenny handball PRO Martin Lawler. Martin, how are you doing, sir? Very well, Robbie. Thanks, yeah. Very well. Uh, just in relation to the folks going stateside, can you tell us a bit more about that and expand on what Paddy and Frank had said? Yeah. Look, it's great news. Um, I think it's next Friday, the 23rd. Uh, we have two Kilkenny uh, players heading off to San Francisco for, for Christmas with the, with the Kilkenny or with the Airy squad. Uh, the two players are Anthony Clifford from Tobias Inch and Kyle Jordan from Kilfane. Uh, basically, they're heading over to the U.S. Junior Nationals. They're played over the Christmas period. Uh, I think this is the first time for a number of years that Ireland have sent a squad. There's other players who would have, we say, travelled them themselves uh, privately, but Ireland hasn't sent a squad for a number of years, and they decided to um, you know, bring it back this year. So there was there was trials last, or there was a competition playoffs last about four weeks or five weeks ago, and following those playoffs. Anthony came through in the under-15 and Kyle came through in the under-19. So there are six, six players going, two from Kilkenny, one from Roscommon, Clare, uh, Wexford and Cork. Three boys, three girls. So Kilkenny have one third of the squad and it's absolutely fabulous. What is this tournament, Martin? Obviously, it's the Junior Nationals that are taking place in San Francisco, but um, I haven't heard too much about it over the last couple of years. Could you kind of expand on that? Yeah. Um, go back to originally, we said the first crew that ever went would have been Duxy and Billy Burke back in the 81, 82, I think it was, 81. Um, 
it's a huge tournament as regards juvenile handball. It's up to, it's in the 15, 17 and 19 uh, age groups, boys and girls, and I think they might even have expanded to 13 and 11. Uh, but we don't send uh, kids at that age. So um, it's, the, it's their probably equivalent of our All-Ireland Championships. But they play it over four days. Um, it's a very prestigious event. It's the biggest event on, the, we say, the US junior juvenile calendar. And over the years, Ireland have done fabulously well at it. And certainly it's sort of the, the template for anybody who wants to play uh, ju- uh, juvenile handball about say if you're ambitious about you know the level that you want to get to where you want to compete with the best this is the tournament to go to like for a number of years Ireland started to dominate and the Americans weren't able to keep up I think that was possibly one of the reasons why I've been pulled for a while but it's back now and it's absolutely great to see Ireland competing again it just, just just in relation to the date as well obviously being in December going over on the 23rd they'll be gone for much of Christmas so in terms of like training when they're over there or anything will the lads get to enjoy a bit of Christmas or will they be kind of training and getting prepared or indeed in competition yeah it'll be sort of a mix of both you know I think the fly on the Friday so you know, the one to arrive for Christmas Eve they'll probably have a Christmas dinner or and they'll probably have some uh, courts lined up to do a bit of training, maybe Christmas morning or maybe the day after St. Stephen's Day. The competition starts, I think, on the 27th, so they don't have a whole lot of time from when they arrive to when they're actually straight into competition. So, And then once they're in, it's full on. It's four days, I think it's over on the 31st. So it's four days of full activity, you know, and um, it's it's all action, so... I think it's a great opportunity. It's a great trip. I think the guys have gone on it over the years. I've said it's a wonderful trip. It's, it's, like, it's a wonderful trip. It's, um, it's probably exciting, you know. You're away in a, in a different country for Christmas and you've been well looked after, you know, stuff like that. So, um, and I think some of the of the lads' family are travelling as well, so which makes it makes it easier, you know. Like, you know, you're, for a young person going away for Christmas, it's a, it's a big ordeal, but when they're in among their their own and they're going to be playing this competition and uh, you know shortly after Christmas it, um, it's a great opportunity and it's exciting I could imagine And what sort of form are the lads in ahead of this one Martin obviously Kyle Jordan being from Kilfane in the under 19s and then you've got Anthony Clifford from your own club Talbot Sinch in the under 15 are they in fine fettle going over to America? Yeah I would think so like you know they both have good years I know Kyle lost in the, in the minor final and um, you know, but like he won the minor doubles, and he obviously has come out, has improved a lot since then because the guy that beat him, Cormac Finn from uh, Ross, or from Sligo, that beat him in the minor final, like Kyle literally demolished him in the in the final of the trials, and to win the under nineteen trials, it's you know that is sort of the the top of the pile. Let's be say let's say as regards juvenile handball or junior handball because you know nineteen you're into adult handball in Ireland here. Anthony would have won the under-15 softball championship, you know, and um, he has been training hard from what I can gather and, you know, in plenty of games and would be in good shape. And, you know, uh, like they would have had some uh, training weekends with the Irish squad. I know they were down in Wexford there two weeks ago, so that would be quite the norm that, you know, once the squad is picked, the trainers are picked. There's there's two trainers or two coaches travelling with them, um, 
Angus Cunningham from Roscommon and uh, I think it's Elise McCrory from Ty- Tyrone. So they would have arranged uh, training weekends. So they'd be in, they'd be in good form, top shape. All the hard work would be done now at this stage. It'd be just a matter of travelling over and getting stuck into the tournament. It all sounds very exciting, Martin. Uh, just before we have to go, do you have anything else coming up over the next year? I'm sure you have some big plans coming into 2023. Yeah, just uh, as you were talking to Frank and Paddy there last weekend, we had our finals of the of the minor leagues. Um, like for the last few years, we've been looking at a, a sort of a situation where we've done ex- excellent in juvenile handball. I'm just looking here. We won six. Sorry, like we won eight. Four wild juvenile championships earlier in the year, then we won six softball championships. So, Kilkenny is the dominant county, it has been for the last number of years. You know, there's 32 between the softball and the, and the four wild. There's 32 juvenile All Ireland finals, All Ireland championships to be played. We won 14 this year. Wow. Almost winning 50%. But we're not translating that into adult handball. So, our aim is to try and win the minor four wild. Championships. Kyle got to the final this year and he came up short, narrowly came up short. He was a bit unfortunate. So we had uh, like a new initiative. We ran our minor, like county minor leagues, we had different grades. We had a finals night in Lachlan's last week and that went exceptionally well. To something else we've introduced with the help of the Kenny GA board, which, who have been really very good to us now over the years and particularly. This year, we set up like we set up a training schedule there for six weeks, where we, you know, used the gym in Orland Park, and we had the strength and conditioning course, and we brought a dietitian on board for the players. So, look, we've done very well at juvenile handball, but that's not translating into titles at adult level. We haven't won a minor since 2006. We haven't won a senior since '98. You know, we've come close. Like this year in softball, Kieran Ari and like Mickey Clifford. Uh, were beaten by at the quarter final stage, only narrowly beaten by the defending champions. Now I know they were beaten afterwards, but still think if the boys had got over that over that match, they probably would have won it. The two functions they've been there, but thereabouts in the front of twenty for the last couple of years: semi-finals, quarter finals, singles and doubles. So we're just we're that bit shy of where we want to go, and we're hoping these small initiatives will develop our best players coming in. So if we have a good seventeen-year-old who wants to play a minor, he could possibly be eligible for 17. We're saying, yeah, OK, if you want to play a minor, we'll allow you to play. Um, and then you have two years to have a good crack of winning the minor All-Ireland. So our sort of short-term achievement would be to win a minor All-Ireland and from there on, hopefully we can progress some of our players uh, onto winning intermediate and hopefully the big one, the seniors. You know, like we have good intermediates there. You know, Brian Mann from, from Clock, you know, um, Shane Dunn, who's over in the States on a scholarship at the moment, you know, these are their top players. So um, the future is bright. It's how we manage it and if we can sort of progress it on to winning the big titles. You know, we're seen as the as the top county in handball in the, in the country, but we haven't won any of the big ones for about 24 years and that's too long for Kilkenny. Well, Martin, hopefully in 2023, we do see us uh, win some of the big ones again. Yeah. But until then, thanks ever so much. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year. And thanks for talking Many to us today. Many happy returns, Robbie. And same to you. Cheers.
Jen, and thanks very much. Thanks for bringing Martin Lawler there, uh, Kilkenny Handball PRO. Looking forward to the junior nationals that take place in San Francisco. They'll be featuring Kilfane's Kyle Jordan in the under-19 section, while Anthony Clifford of Talbotinch will be in the under-15 section. And you'll be sure to know what's happening when you stay tuned to Scoreline here on Casey Laura. Robbie, you were good at the handball, weren't you? You played a bit of handball. Yeah. Yeah, not as good as the boys. No? No. All right, lots more still to come here on Scoreline. John May, Kilkenny City Harriers. We've spoken to a couple of lads off the back of the European Championships. Watching it on and seeing how they represent the club, what does it mean to Kilkenny City Harriers? Well, it means everything to the club. Like, we're blessed that we have these extremely talented, extremely hardworking, but extremely humble and very accessible, very available athletes within our club. And I suppose that's a testament to the coaching uh, structures within the club. These athletes have come literally from the ground up. They're, they're homegrown athletes. They're woven into the fabric of the club. And they understand a night like this is so important for our club to get that message, not only to our own juveniles and, and to our wider club membership, but also to the whole community that that's the kind of place KCH is. It seemed to, or there was, there was comments on the floor kind of echoing that it's not a, it's not a win-at-all-cost environment. There's an awful lot of nurturing that goes on. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're quite a big club now. We've almost 600 members. Uh, five of them are up here on the stage haven't been at the European Cross Country and all five belong at the European Cross Country and are there because of that nurture as well. But I mean, we also, we have everyone on all standards down to novice be at county level. We have a fit-for-life component of the club. We have quite a large juvenile uh, section that really focuses on like that development, a development in a, a multi-sport way, a development in a, in a functional fashion. So by the time they get up to 15, 16, 17, 18, when they start to specialise, their bodies are ready, their movement patterns have been developed, and they haven't suffered from that pressure or burnout that sometimes we see a little bit all too often within the sport of athletics. I know we're at the, the tail end of the year now, we're heading into the Christmas. Might be a little bit of a big ask, but if you could sum up how 2022 has been for Kilkenny City Harriers, how would you describe it? Well, it's been a, it's been a massive year. I mean, like we, we had five people at Europeans. We've had a number of athletes selected for Celtic internationals at juvenile level. So like Molly Daly is a name to watch. Um, we had Kleena Manning selected for the European cross country or European track and field relays. And like the club continues all the time. The senior men uh, won their 11th county title in a row. And, uh, you know, we know what the record is and we're still, we're, we're focused on it. But like, I, I would say across the club, it's been a really, really big year. And like, just, you know, the, your real depth is never your ceiling. It's actually the height of the floor. And definitely the, the floor in KCH has come up. And the ceiling, as you can see, is what we witness up here on the stage tonight. The ceiling remains at a really, really high and a progressively higher level. And then lastly, John, the, the AGM is tonight. Any big plans or, or aspirations coming out of the back of it for next year? Well, actually, Ken, we have one huge aspiration, and I suppose we're up here and we're talking about the, the value of the American collegiate system and all four athletes. Okay, so Hannah, Hannah Kyo is now officially announced she's going to San Francisco next year. Uh, all four athletes will have been within the American collegiate system. We feel as a club that like we have, we, we're, we're putting together what, what tonight is going to be called the high performance proposal. Uh, you'll probably hear a little bit more about it uh, in 
the next while. We've been working at it for a year uh, on a committee there chaired up by James Lettingham. And so we, we have the proposal coming to the AGM tonight. I would imagine it's been tweaked. We've we've stress tested it in a couple of places. And so Kilkenny City Harris is going to put aside basically an account that will attempt to fund at a higher level high performance uh, performers within our club. And we've a huge amount. We have the five up here on stage, we've clean a manning, but they're A grade. They're you know they're they're top tier uh, international performers. We have uh, like national finalists, uh, guys and girls who are just outside of that top ten category. And we've got to look at a club as how we bring how we can assist them to go from ten into seven, eight international selection. So hopefully in another few weeks I'll be able to talk to you about the high performance proposal and how that's going forward. We have a committee lined up. We have an outside chairperson lined up who I, I won't name him, but like he would have a very big contact, a very big connection with athletics in the past, but still would be objective enough to ensure that if we're going to do this thing, we'll do it right. John, mate, congratulations on the year ahead and all the best for 23. Thanks very much, Ken. Ava Richardson, um, talk to me about the European Championships. How did you find the whole experience? Yeah, well, it was a brilliant experience. Um, I mean, the Eurocross is always a highlight of my year if I, if I make the team. Um, so, yeah, it was a really great weekend. Um, not my finest performance on the individual level, which was a bit of a disappointment for me. But um, then on the flip side of that, to come away with the team medal was a really great surprise and, um, a, yeah, nice icing on the cake for the weekend. So, uh, yeah, mostly positive experience. Yeah. I think we, uh, a lot of us have seen the, the TV images now at this stage of realising you've crossed not knowing exactly what the result is and then you find out that you're picking up the team bronze as well what's that moment like yeah yeah I think it's a a funny one like because you can kind of tell I'm like I'm tired and I'm a bit disappointed and I'm sitting down on something and then I hear we got team bronze and I'm just like no surely not and I'm absolutely shocked because we really as a team we weren't kind of tipped for a medal at all going into the weekend Um, some of the other teams were and there was a lot of chat around that but for us it was really not not expected and we were missing kind of some of the big names or big stars that we've had on teams previously so um, yes we really the fact that we weren't expected to do it and then we still kind of pulled the medal out of the bag like at the end of the day was um, a really special moment to, to share that with you know women that I've been racing with now for a good few years and I know really well it was just a yeah really nice moment and that's a, that's the thing I mean you, you alluded to it earlier on you made the junior team your last year a junior the under 23s and your last year the under 23s yeah. and you've been an ever present on the on the senior side of things so it's obviously like good relationships good consistency what is it what is it that makes the team what it is yeah I don't know really like everyone I have to say like everyone on that team like from from junior on the way up to senior like they're just all such lovely people like I really look forward to this event for a number of reasons like it's obviously an honour to compete for your country but also to like see all these people that you haven't seen for a year you know Um, yeah it's just I don't know it's hard to explain hard to describe but everyone is just like you can become really close because it's such a like shared experience that not many people get so um, so yeah it is it is a really like special moment when you can kind of like 
pull something out of the bag like that. How did you find the course? Oh, the course was brutal. Oh my God. If anyone watched it, like you probably got a sense of the hills, but even, I don't think even the live stream probably did it justice. It was just very technical course and also very hilly and very muddy. Um, so it kind of threw everything at you. Um, so for someone like me, I hadn't, I had done, I think one cross country race in the lead up to this. Well, na- and nationals and one other cross country race, but um, nothing as, as difficult as that. So it's definitely a shock to the system. Um, probably hadn't done as much running over hills as I should have in the lead-in um, but you know everyone was in the same boat at the end of the day everyone had to deal with that course and there's a lot of sore bodies the next morning um, I'll tell you that much but um, but you know it was it was an interesting one they definitely kept it interesting we even had to run through a museum at one point so yeah can't say it was a boring one <laughs> uh, and lastly for you I mean you're out of the college structure so that 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 structured rigid kind of approach to a season thing is is in the rear view mirror so what's 2023 going to look like for you yeah it's it's a good question to be honest I kind of like this was my focus for the winter um, and then I'm going to sit down with my coach and kind of decide what my what my goals are moving forward um, I've definitely kind of dabbled a bit in the road racing scene since leaving college so um, I'd like to do a bit more of that uh, but, so we'll see there's there's a good road racing structure over in America and good like support good prize money so um yeah I'd like to do some more road racing but I still have kind of unfinished business on the track that I'd like so I I definitely plan to run some 5k's and 10k's and hopefully get my PB's down um in those events as well yeah well may they happen for you in 2023 uh congratulations on the successes uh, and all the best for next year thanks very much Neve Richardson, uh, you're there overseeing the coaching side of things at the European Championships. What a performance for the athletes, for the club and for Team Ireland in general. Yeah, it's, it's an absolutely pr- a huge privilege, huge, huge honour for the club to have four athletes down in the Irish vest. It really is fantastic. And uh, the, you know, the standard is really quite phenomenal at the moment. You know, to even make an Irish team is a really difficult thing to do at the moment, which is which is super. You know, We're really up there competing and uh, yeah, it was absolutely incredible this weekend. There, there's been an awful lot of uh, tributes this evening um, around the coaching nature of things, the nurturing of, of athletes. Uh, you've seen your own family come through. You've seen the, the lads as, as teammates bond. What is it, do you think, about Kilkenny City Harriers that's maybe raising this standard or, or, or getting people to that international level? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's, you know, it's not just Noel and I. Noel and I have been, you know, have been, it's been nice things said tonight, but it's not just us and our group. It's the whole club and that comes from the ethos of the club. It genuinely does, you know, um, and it's a long-term developmental approach. Um, that means not winning medals necessarily at underage, at, at underage level. It also means celebrating every single athlete that turns out for, for any day that you yet care to do. It means turning up out for those tough days of cross country where you might be a hundredth. I mean, I think Peter Lynch or Boucher actually was 109th in his first uh, Leinsters. So, you know, those days it's about praising the athlete on those days even more than on those days where you're finishing in the top 10. Well, if it, if it helps you go from 109th in Leinsters to the top 15 in Europe, that's not a bad return. Yeah, I have the stats in my phone actually about all of the especially Eva, Peter and Shay and every single one of them were, were, were you know, working their way slowly up up towards it but it's about more than that too it's about what is important you know every single member of the group whether they're winning 
balloons and I don't it doesn't matter it all contributes to the group and, and I'm a firm believer of that that you know if, if you have a group of people who are enjoying being in each other's companies well inevitably some of those are going to end up re- rising to a, a level of high performance if you create the right conditions so that's it and speaking of that I mean Shane's obviously been there before Eva's been there and is, is quite seasoned Peter's had a, a good run of things uh, Hannah Kyo as, as a young performer she goes in she still has to finish the leave insert yet she's going to get ready to go to the States there's a lot of, a lot of good prospect in, in the youth and good to see more, more young people coming through oh no question and Hannah will benefit hugely from that big experience at the weekend it's a big scary prospect having to go into a call room all on your own for a half an hour before a race she'd never experienced that before in her life so it's really hard and you know you're in awe of all these athletes around you that you've seen on the telly and all the rest of it so she, next year she'll be back again and not just her but the, potentially we could have uh, three athletes four athletes maybe on that junior team alone I mean even this year that we had another couple of people Cotter O'Reilly made it last year he, 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 he wasn't his day this year but he'll be back um, so you know it is quite possible and, and I think really when you create a, a, a situation where everybody can aspire to that well that, that's good that's a good place to be I, I put it to John earlier that we're, we're at the, the t- end of the year December is here in a nutshell if you were to describe how, how 2022 has been for you and the involvement with the club and the involvement with the Irish team how could you sum it up it's been a fantastic year 2022 has been just special it's all the more special coming out of what we've just gone through I don't even want to mention the word but it's, it really is because what we missed that during during those times and I kept that going I kept the spirit going during those times with some of the athletes some of the younger ones stepping up some of the some of the ones who are now in college did their uh, athletics leader course and Athletics Ireland facilitated that and Shane here did and then they started to lead Zoom sessions online and keep everybody involved and we gathered into you new people and then when we got back everybody was buzzing couldn't wait to get going again and and that's continued so you know uh, I'm delighted 2022 has been great yeah will you get a bit of downtime over Christmas well this is my downtime this is my this is my hobby you know uh, we'll be all in the Castle Park oh, and we'll be there on Saturday morning all of us uh, and all the college crew are back on Saturday morning and we'll be trudging through the mud and doing our thing and because uh, that's you know the kind of people we are <laughs> that's, where we, that's where we get our kicks so yeah we'll be down there um, and yeah everybody will take a bit of downtime we'll we'll save it yeah and just on, on one last one we had Perry Williams on during the week and she's talking about and this maybe kind of goes back to the opportunities for young people and see a lot of young faces in the room as well asking questions and, and seeing what they can aspire to through the club for people listening to this sometimes the most basic question is how can I get involved what do I need to do where do I go people see Kilkenny City Harriers and they start to see the association with the European side of things and, and big goals what's the first step to somebody getting involved well at the younger ages you can join the club at the very beginning of January we open our, our membership um, really the only thing that's limiting us taking more numbers is having more volunteers and, and you don't have to if you feel oh my god I couldn't be a coach just come and be a helper you don't have to you know there will be other coaches there and that's the first bit and then if you're a little bit older because I think sometimes if you're 13 or 14 and you haven't run before you think oh I couldn't do that but absolutely you can and this year and last year we had I think we had four people who had never run before and they are going so well and are very much an integral part of our group now so please come we have a middle distance group it's very don't feel oh my god I can't join in because they're all at that level and I'm only starting you can that's the beauty about middle distance running you can easily tailor things for lots of people of all ages so get in touch get in touch with the club <laughs>
Peter, you, you mentioned something very interesting there this evening. When you landed in Donegal, you didn't get to have a look at the course. When you landed in Turin, you really didn't get to have a look at the course. You put in two serious performances between November and December. What's the secret? <laughs> uh, I suppose. Uh, I suppose it's no real secret. It's just kind of, just kind of hard work over the years. Just kind of nothing special. Just uh, accumulation of um, work put in over the last few years, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe I should yeah never look at a course again. Just <laughs> always just rock up and uh, see how it goes. But uh, yeah. What was the so you you get the placing. In Donegal, you get the placing then on the on the Irish team for Turin. You know you're on the plane. What was the what was the plan? Uh, the plan was um, my plan for the, the race Europeans. I thought that uh, if I had a really good race, I could possibly break into the top twenty. So plan was kind of set up the race around that, kind of give myself the best chance to happen. So uh, plan was kind of trying maybe sit in the top twenty five for the first half of the race and then pick it up towards the end if I could. And um, yeah, luckily that's kind of what happened and I ended up coming away with 15 so I was very happy with it well top 15 in Europe is, is a fairly good standing yeah no 100% uh, yeah no it's like I'm up there with some some good lads I've seen on like you know big stages before and stuff so uh, it's, yeah it's exciting how did you find the course in general there seemed to be a lot of talk about it being very technical yeah uh, I, I personally loved it um, I think uh, for whatever reason I'm just kind of suited to the hills um, so uh, yeah the course is pretty hilly so um, I just kind of and it was mucky as well which for whatever reason I'm just kind of I enjoy the muck and I'm fairly good at it so um, I really enjoyed the course I think it suited me pretty well so what comes next for you then do you get a bit of downtime over Christmas is it straight back to the States or? Uh, a little bit of downtime uh, downtime just for a couple of days and then back into it again um, maybe towards a half marathon on the 15th of January so um, I'll go back to America in the, in the new year and then um, yeah Run, run that and see how that goes will you keep the Europeans in mind or, or bigger again for next year or just progress the season as uh, yeah probably like the great thing about European cross country is that it is every year so um, you know barring injury or something unforeseen like uh, for me I think it'll always be on the radar something I really want to do so yeah Shane McAvoy, we've just been talking with uh, with Neve Richardson there. 109th in your first Leinster's to the top 15 in Europe and the cross country side of things. You've come a long way. Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a great journey. Um, I have to, to personally thank Neve and Nolan, Journey Nolan as well. Um, really brilliant coaches, and um, from the moment we went to train, it was never really about the results. It was about the enjoyment of the sport, and um, you know, like I think having that as the kind of concrete enjoying it really, you know, that breeded success. And um, I suppose it's kind of if, if you know the, especially the ones of us who are up there you know for me Peter Eve anyway we weren't the most successful athletes at you know 12, 13, 14 so I mean if we can do it you know there's definitely if, if someone else you know to aspire to definitely yeah. How does it feel to have a European medal in your back pocket? I know it's a, it's a, it's a great feeling um, you know we, we had a very strong team going in and it definitely definitely was the aim um, but you know 
know, uh, it's another thing kind of doing it. Um, and, um, yeah, no, it was really special to be up there in the podium, you know. Um, you'd obviously hope to be up there again, but, you know, to get there, to get up there once and have the European medal in your back pocket, is, is, it was a special feeling, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the, the course. Is, you've mentioned on, on more than one occasion this evening, finding it a bit technical and then the uphill, technical on the downhill. What was the overall experience? Yeah, no, it was definitely a very challenging course. Um, I normally, like, uh, I wouldn't say it was a course that I really suited kind of as a runner because I like to kind of get into a rhythm and, 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 and finish quick. But, um, you know, it was it was, it was was grind from the start, really. Um, and, you know, you can look at a lot of the races, a lot of the favourites sort of falter nearly with, um, with the conditions. But um, I think that's the beauty of cross-country running as well, that, you know, one day it can be fast and flat, the next day, you know, you're running up a side of a mountain through a museum. So, you know, it kind of keeps you on your toes. But, um, yeah, no, definitely very technical and um, you have to be sort of cognizant of your footing as well. So, um, yeah, it was a lot to kind of process, but it was great to kind of weather the storm and pull out a good performance, yeah. I'd ask Hannah this question as well. You know, you're at a European Championships. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of big names around you. You've got plans in place. You've got hopes in place. But once you start on the course, what's going through your head? Um, it, it, it's funny. Like you are, you have to be very present as well because you you kind of have to react to moves within the race, and everyone has a race plan. But um, I suppose the longer it goes on, it becomes more. You know, how am I going to do the job I want to do? You know, and obviously the fatigue kicks in as well. So you know, I suppose there's a lot of emotion that goes into an event like that. But it's about kind of more focusing on the process, and you have to kind of really treat it as any other race even when it's not you know um, because I feel running is the type of sport that like if you you know you get too riled up at the start and let the emotion kick in too much you know you can run your race in the first 1k and it's a long way home then you know yeah <laughs> lastly what comes next for you uh, so I, I, I'm on, obviously on scholarship over in America so um, after Christmas now uh, at home I, I'll head back and run the kind of indoor and outdoor season over there and um Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, get the times down and maybe get back and kind of competing at that sort of level, uh, the NCAA level in, in America, and um, hopefully more Irish fest in the future. Yeah. Hannah Kyo, congratulations. First time out of the European Championships. What was the experience like? Oh, it was unreal. Like, it was just, there's so much new experiences all at once. It was kind of hard to take it all in. But, yeah, it was just so cool to be surrounded by, like, so many unreal athletes. You know, it was really inspirational. <laughs> Chatting with Peter, he alluded that he, he didn't get to have much of a chance of a, a look at the course beforehand. When you land out there, uh, do, do you get a chance to, to walk it? or to run it do you know what you're getting into what was what was the run of the, the weekend like for you yeah so um, I, I made sure not to miss the bus because I'm kind of known for missing buses and things so um, I made sure to get up early so I didn't miss the bus to walk the course but um, yeah we did the course walk the day before some people jogged it but I'd rather walk in the course and yeah it was kind of like a shock every time I turned around it was something new on the course I'd never seen anything like it but yeah and then we just went back to the hotel and rested up for the day before so yeah you mentioned something in, in, in the discussions here this evening about you know not being bored or not getting bored when you're on the track when you're on the course yeah. and it's a European competition you've got big names and big people it's a big experience what's going through your head? 
Um, to be honest, when the race starts, I kind of like blank out. Like you kind of, it's like an instinct or something. When you start racing, you you just kind of go into a zone and I kind of stay there until the race finishes. Um, which is good, or else I probably get too overwhelmed or distracted. But yeah, but like during the race, you're kind of just focusing on. I was just trying to keep going because I kind of died, but um, just try not to like drop out or let anyone else pass me. So. Would you made the finish and congratulations yeah, on the finish. You. What comes what comes next for you? Did I hear you're you're on the move next year? Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm going to America next year, so that should be interesting. Um yeah, but until then I just gotta do the leave it, sir. <laughs> I'm trying to get you that first. Yeah. Now, you're very welcome back to Scoreline with myself, Shane O'Keefe and Robbie Dowlin. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line by a representative from Kilkenny City Vocation School after they were crowned National All-Ireland Volleyball winners in the National Sports Arena. I'm delighted to be joined by Debbie O'Connor. Debbie, how are you? Hi there, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, Debbie, tremendous news coming out over the past week uh, that the senior boys and girls volley teams came away with a win. How proud of a day was it? Oh, it was it was unbelievable. I've never known anything like it. What a boost for the school! It's the first time we've ever entered the the senior um, All Ireland volleyball, and to come away with two wins is just incredible. Was that the expectation when you went in? Because you just mentioned there, Debbie, it was the first time you entered it. I mean, the achievement is beyond parallel, really. It is unreal. Do you know, I have to say, when I went into the sports hall for the first volleyball session in September. I knew immediately, you know, it was my first year in the school, but I knew immediately that I had a really talented bunch of, of players there and I kind of dared to dream a little bit, but I had to tone it down a little bit. I kept saying in the staff room that, you know, I really think we can go all the way here, but I didn't want to let anyone down, so I had to tone it down. But I did see from the start that I had really, really talented students in front of me. And Kilkenny, of course, has a nice history when it comes to volleyball. Uh, my own sisters used to play with the presentation. Now, you went up against the presentation, came away with the win before you went on to play uh, St. Michael's School. How did you find that? Was there nerves before that game or anything? There, there were. I know that Prez has always been a kind of... It's the school in Kilkenny that holds the kind of volleyball flies the flag for volleyball. So, yeah, I'd say we were nervous. We know they've got a lot of experience, but... As I say, we just had such a great, talented bunch of players that they went out and their teamwork. And, you know, we've got a kind of quite a multicultural kind of um, group in the school. So, the, you know, the, the teamwork, despite kind of language barriers and things, was just unbelievable. But they, they're a committed bunch and they turn up to training and they, they know each other. The communication doesn't really come into it so much on the volleyball court. But, yeah, it was great to come away with that win. You mentioned language barriers there, Debbie. Am I right in saying there's some Ukrainian refugee children involved as well? Yeah, yeah, we have. In, in the boys in particular, there's there's a, a lot of Ukrainians. It's, it's a sport that would be quite big in Ukraine. So, you know, from September, seeing these students coming in and, you know, the difficulties that they've faced to then see them on the volleyball court without the, the language barrier and to be able to shine and feel that connectedness to the school and just feel that they've got something that's just easy in their life that, you know, there's no they might have kind of difficulty sometimes accessing the curriculum with the language but then they step onto the volleyball court and they can do their thing and they shine and they're, they're, they belong and they get on so well together as a group and, you know, they, as I say, the training, they turn up to training 
and the volleyball court is so important to know the players left and right of you and they just they trust each other and yeah the language doesn't come into it they just support each other pick each other up off the ground and get on with it it's fantastic to see the confidence that has you know increased in those boys is is great to see it's been fantastic well, it just goes to show that sport is a universal international language. And speaking of international, Debbie, you yourself were a Scottish international. From your days playing and then coming over to Ireland, how does Ireland compare in terms of our British counterparts? Oh, geez, I'd say, I'd say the level's very similar. There's What I think I see in Ireland is there's probably more schools um, playing volleyball across the, the country as a whole. It's maybe less so in Kilkenny because it's such a... Uh, a hurling GA county, but you know there, there's a lot of volleyball getting played in the schools in Ireland. Um, yeah, I did. I played for Scotland. I was just lucky that my PE teacher in the school that I went to was a former Scottish internationalist as well, and you know I kind of followed in her footsteps and then tried to kind of give back what she gave to me. Because the opportunities that I got through the sport have been amazing. And how proud are you, Debbie, that you've led a team that have really captured the imagination of the whole school and even beyond that again? Oh, the reception that we've had and the support that we've had from the school has just been unbelievable. I've never known anything like it. We we came back on Thursday after a little volleyball meeting to a guard of honour. The students and staff lined the corridors and cheered us in. And the students were just absolutely gobsmacked, the, the, the winners. They didn't realise, I don't think, how big a deal it was for the school. But yeah, first All-Ireland champions of KCDS, it's... It's just been incredible and management have just, they've just supported us the whole way because it's quite an expensive um, sport to be involved in because there's no regional, there's no Kilkenny competition, there's no Leinster competition, it's all Ireland or nothing. So between September and now we've been to Roscommon, we've been to UL, we've been to Dublin a few times, it's expensive. But yeah, management just kept saying yes and let us run with it and it's been incredible. And as is the nature of, of schools competition and schools sports, obviously it's an ever-turning effect of different sports people and athletes that are coming through those doors each year and each year out. How do you think now that this All-Ireland victory on both the men's and ladies' side of things is going to influence first years coming into the school, second years coming into the school and so forth? Well, that, that was my request to, to management. I said, you know, the supporters' buses that are coming up with us, can we make sure we get the younger students on those buses to come up and support? Because, you know, that's what it is. I want them to see this big, magical event in the National Indoor Arena. The atmosphere was unbelievable. I want them to witness that and have the desire themselves to to get involved. So that that's my wish. And I, I just I hope that it does continue to grow. Well, Debbie, we wish you continued success. It was amazing getting to see just even the video that you touched upon herself. We shared it on our social media page, Scoreline, and just it was getting a great response as well. It was brilliant to give a smile to my face when I came in at 7 o'clock in the morning to work and seeing that as the first thing. But, Debbie, wish you continued success. Thanks so much for speaking to us here on Scoreline. And keep us updated as well throughout the year. I will do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's Debbie O'Connor speaking about the tremendous victory that was experienced by Kilkenny City Vocational School, who were crowned national All-Ireland Volleyball winners in the National Sports Arena. Not once, Robbie, not once, but twice. twice. Senior boys and girls volleyball teams coming away with the win. No doubt a proud day from the school. Thank you very much to former Scottish-Irish international. Lots more still to come here on Scoreline.
that's been Scoreline Extra. It's been a mad year on Sport on KCLR. 157 live games, and we're approaching now 52 weekends of Scoreline. Next weekend, we will probably be taking a bit of a break from sport, as you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to contend with. But on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, we'll be looking back at some of the best moments with some of our analysts and commentators over the year that KCR has had to offer. So it's going to be a good one. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and remember, above all else, your sound out.